The Art Dealer Diaries are brought to you by Medicine Man Gallery, specializing in antique Native American art, early Western art, including the famed Maynard Dixon, as well as modern art. You can find everything online at medicinemangallery.com. There's over 6,000 objects to select from. Also, the Charles Bloom Murder Mystery Series, written by yours truly, me, Mark Sublett. These can be found on Audible, eBooks, Amazon, and of course, the gallery at medicinemangallery.com. I had Peggy Judy on today, and she was just a delight. I love these kind of stories where you have someone who, you know, they're an artist. They're born an artist. They've always been an artist. But because of the way things play out in life, they don't end up right away into what they really should be doing. Or, and maybe in her case, she just had two really important careers. Her first career was really horse-related, and she trained and raised horses, and her husband is a horse veterinarian. I mean, she has this skill set of being an illustrator. She got her degree and BFA in illustration, which but she put it on the on the side and did the horses, raised her family. And then there was that a kind of epiphany time. She sold her house and, you know, she's all in. And, you know, she's done extremely well. She's been doing this now for about eight years and she's in multiple galleries. She just had a major one-person show at a museum. And she's going to be exhibiting in our gallery at my upcoming Rodeo de Tucson show in February. And I found her through Instagram. I just saw her work on Instagram. I was looking for those kind of individuals for this show, this group show that I might not know. And I didn't know who she was, but I immediately gravitated to what she was doing. I said, yeah, this person really has something. And then, of course, I get to find out the story and why it is. And, you know, it's more, much clearer once you get to hear that backstory of why I would find her so interesting and unique and has that voice because she does. So I think you'll enjoy this one. I know I did. Peggy Judy. Is that my painting back there I see up on the wall? <laughs> the far <laughs> back? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, I have Peggy Judy here today with me and uh, welcome. Thank you. This is your studio or part of your house or where we yes, are? The studio is part of the house, but yep, this is my studio. Yep. And where are we, where are you calling from? Where, where is this taking place? It's in Colorado. Uh, like that, but. Crawford, Colorado. So tell me where Crawford is. Um, Kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's um in the West Elk Mountains and it's in the Southwest part of the state. Yes. And as crow flies, it'd be about 20 minutes Southwest of Aspen, but to drive it, it's about two hours. So to get to Aspen, how do you get yeah. to Aspen from there? Oh, uh, what the, everything's back roads here so it'll be oh i got it another word way. yeah you have to go back roads. is there another city that's close to it uh, there's small like how far are you from like cortez or one of those places oh maybe three hours more north of there you're north mm -hmm. and so and how big is that town that you live in 400 400 and that's crawford right Right, that's Crawford. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like little city, it's, little town. It is. It's real. It's a ranching community. Yeah. Is it all ranching? R ranching, orchards, and vineyards. And vineyards. So we've gotten you know total millennial vineyard. Yeah. Who brought yeah. in the first vineyard? They must have been like, what? 
Yeah, well, the the orchard is actually the better story. It was a realtor scam in a couple hundred and fifty years ago. Some people bought up some land, thought they'd entice people to come, so they threw out some peach seeds and goes, Yeah, it grows anything. Well, it actually didn't, but it people went and decided we have to do what we were supposed to do. So they started orchards and it's an amazing spot. And so then it actually turns out to be it did. Oh, so I know where you are. Crawford yeah. Peaches. Right? Yeah. Is it Crawford Peaches? And yeah. And Palisades. Yep. Palisades Peaches, Hotchkiss. I know exactly where it is. I've had those peaches. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. People, I used to have somebody work with me who would go up and get them when they would come off. And they were, they were like the best peaches. They're, yeah, they're, you can't compare them to anything else. No. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> That's <great>. so funny. <laughs> and so when did they do that? I know this is a little off the beaten path. We're supposed to be talking about art here, but. You know, uh, when did they put in all those orchards? Uh, they've been in for probably 150 years or so. Oh, yeah. So for a long time. Cool. Yeah, a long time. About when they built the town, probably, right? The town's mm -hmm. not much more older than that. Right. But now you've been involved in horses, right, for a very long time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started riding as a child. Yeah. Then uh, it's always been part of what I do, show horses and stuff. And then when I got out of college... It, um, I graduated in 82 and a recession hit, so jobs were really scarce, yep. but uh, I picked up some training gigs and it turned into a full-time full, um, full 30-year career. Okay, let's just go right there. We're going to go right to the beginning then. So <laughs> did you grow up in southwestern Colorado? Where'd you no, grow up? I, I grew up between Denver and Boulder on the front range of Colorado. Okay, and what did your folks do there? My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my father was a nuclear engineer. Now, that's interesting. So did he work at the university university there? No, he worked at Rocky Flats, oh, um, yeah. the nuclear weapons plant. Yeah, okay. And what was, so was he involved at all? Because he's kind of at that age, probably a little too young, I guess. I was going to say with uh, Manhattan Project kind of stuff. It was a little bit too young for that, but he was in the original Star Wars the laser system. Ah, yeah. So, I yeah. actually have handled collections from three different nuclear physicists that were involved in the Manhattan Project. Oh, wow. Well. Now I heard career. stories, but he was too young. Yeah, he was too young. Okay. <laughs> so he was a smart, smart guy, obviously, clearly very brilliant. Yeah, very smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. did you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have a sister who's uh, two years younger and a brother that's five years younger. And what do they do? Um, my sister is a psychologist and my brother's an engineer. Yeah, smarties. Yeah, they're smart. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they I'm the one that cleans stalls and painted pictures. <laughs> That's you're the smartest of all, though. Yeah, right. Some respects. Yeah. You may be the happiest of all. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I just might be, yes. Yeah. No complaints here. So when you're growing up in, as a kid in like, uh, you know, middle school or even grade school, Clearly, of course, science and those kind of things were important to your family. Your dad, I'm sure, mm -hmm. emphasized those. But and clearly, your well, at least one of your siblings went into something that's in along that lines. But were you interested in art at that point when you were just a little kid? Yeah, from the very beginning, um, probably when I was two. Wow. What do you say too? Is you, did your mom tell you that, or do you have memories? I have memories. Yeah, okay. and they, and they just slathered me with uh, art supplies. Ah, so they saw it. Yeah. And um, my grandfather was an illustrator. 
Oh. And my, my dad was a wonderful artist, but my grandfather told him there's no way to make money as an artist. But then he went into engineering. And so your grandfather, did he make his living as an illustrator? Mm -hmm, for the Denver Post and the Rocky Mountain News. And he was a lithographer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a long time ago for him, right? Yeah, very long time ago. He, he came in on a train into Denver from uh, Austria and uh, made us living there. He was kind of a wild man. He went to the Klondike during the gold rush and he was all about taking risks. Wow. So he did the Klondike, then he came back to Colorado? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take it he didn't find his... Gold. No, no, he did not find, he didn't find his gold. No. But he was, but, a, he, I was going to say, was he a professionally trained illust uh, artist? No, I, no, I don't think so. Mm -mm. But that's what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. If he did it, he did it in Austria because he came here as a young man. But um, I have no idea. Oh, but he's very good. And when did when was his life? I'm just curious what kind of time frame. Let's see. Um, he died at 96 and I was six. So yeah, so you met him. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Do you do you remember him at all? Oh, very yeah, very well. I was yeah. just curious because I, if you had talked about art or had he seen your art or any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He gave me a set of his old oil paints. Oh wow. Yeah. And but your dad was also a very good artist. Excellent way. artist, yeah. But he, uh, he had any regrets at all that his dad said, "Don't do this. This is not the way to make a living." And he didn't. No, that? no, because his engineering career had to be creative too. So that was his outlet. Yeah. Okay. So he was okay with his, but yeah. But he slathered you, as you said, in mm -hmm. art supplies and stuff. So right. Yeah. So, they were they were all about it. Oh, that's good. That's very yeah. helpful. Very so, helpful. Were you winning any little awards in like grade school or middle school, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I was pretty much the, the art kid, the go-to. Yeah. 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 You were always the art kid, right? I was always the art kid. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, it was easier for me because then I wouldn't have to speak to anybody. I could just draw my pictures and do, you know, do my thing and not have to be up there in front of anybody or talk. In other words, you like being an introvert and enjoy that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Comfortable in my own skin and <laughs> oh, you too. Good. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So. yeah. I much rather have this conversation with one person than I would, you know, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Gallery openings are the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do so, not like those. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah. So, you know, so you're the class artist mm -hmm. and when you get to high school, what were you thinking you might want to do at that point in time? Were you still doing art in high school? Yeah, I was. I wanted to go to art school. Mm. And um, I love science, too. And my advanced biology teacher wanted me to go into medical illustration. Mm. But uh, And it was fun, but it seemed very limiting. And yeah, you were right about that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't you know, know which which direction to go as far as schools. So when I applied for colleges, I did a did DU, University of Denver, CSU, Pratt, New York, St. Mary's in uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, a private girls school. <clears throat> Got scholarships to every one of them except CSU and that's the one I picked. My dad's like, yay, thanks. <laughs> uh -huh. And why is that? <laughs> of course, who knows when you're 18, but do you know why that you picked that versus like Pratt? Pratt's a big school. <clears throat> Yeah, a long way away from home, though. 
Yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah. I think my parents were happy that I stayed within, you know, two hours. Right. So, and CSU does have a very good art school. And Though so, looking back on it, it was it was limiting too. I mean, you're you're kind of at the the mercy of your professors and what their goals are and what their interests are. And yes. kind of a shame. I've looked at art around me for the last 10 years going, wow, I didn't even know this was a thing. You know, I did never heard of this person or this art. And right. like, why didn't I hear that in school? Why didn't I hear that in art history? I took five years of it, but. And were yeah. they pushing more modern art and that very kind of much and a lot of Soviet art for some reason? I think one of my professors was really into the communist influence. The art was interesting, but yeah, yeah. and a lot of that's much more kind of, um, you know, it's more realism with kind of a heavy impasto impressionistic yeah. kind of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of that stuff is absolutely beautiful, I must admit. No, it is, but when that's all you see, it's kind <laughs> of. It's fun to see what's out there. I mean, yeah, it's almost that? embarrassing when I hear, you know, names of artists, and I'm like, oh gosh, I got to go look that one up. It's uh -huh. a big deal. <laughs> you know, I didn't even, I had no idea. Yeah. And so, what kind of art were you doing in college? What were they making you do, or what were you doing? Well, my emphasis was in illustration. It's kind of a funny story. When I, it's a five-year degree, and whenever you had to fill out a form, you had to fill out what your concentration was. And I would write illustration and I would be called into the office and say, we don't have illustration, it's graphic design. I'm like, okay, so I go back to my little cubicle and do my thing. Next time I have to fill out a form, I put an illustration again. By the time I graduated, I went to my advisor and he goes, okay, you won, we have illustration. So, <laughs> so you graduated with an illustration degree? Uh-huh. And what yeah. do you do with that? What was your hope or what was the plan with that? Um, no clue. Um, Denver was had several illustrating studios, the very good ones, nationally renowned. Uh -huh. But in 82, when the recession hit, they shut down. Everything shuttered. So yeah. it was all, you know, you know, just pick up work here and there, you know. So, but and then were, the you, were you still living at home at that point? Mm -hmm. Yep, I was. Mm -hmm. okay. So you you graduate from college. You got an illustration degree. This is an '82 that you graduate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was right at the recession, mm -hmm. and and we had uh, inflation was extremely high. It uh, was. Yeah, it was higher than it is now. People think it's so high <laughs> now, but you know it's like it's, or, I got a car loan. I think in about '82 that was. A, Somewhere around 18%, I think. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Even home loans were up in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then, so what did you do? So there's not a lot of work, but you're dedicated to be an artist. But what happens? Do you, you meet your husband and things change or what did you do? Yeah, well, I, I had my horses and I was showing horses and I was picking up training things and that that takes a lot of time and it was good money. Yeah. Um, and it's what I love to do. And um, I had to get uh, an exam done on one of my show horses for insurance purposes. So I contacted the veterinary hospital that I used and they said, okay, well, we'll, you know, who, which vet do you want? And I said, well, anybody except so-and-so, which I just didn't like. And they said, oh, we'll send out Dr. Judy. I'm like, ooh, I'm not really good with women vets either. <laughs> 
the receptionist said, oh dear, he is so not a woman. So mm -hmm. he came out, 11 days later, we were engaged. Two months later, we were married and we've been married for almost 35 years. So wow. yeah, it took over my life. And, wow, uh, 11 yeah. days, it was just 11. over, right? That yep. was it. it was over. And, and you were like 21 or 23? No, I was actually 28. Okay, you were older. Okay, so you- I was older. So when you so when you graduated from college, you work as an illustrator, but you at that point not work so much as an illustrator, but do more with show horses. Oh, it's about half and half. I I did get a lot of jobs. You know, yeah. it, at that time, you don't have the internet, so you look in the paper. So you go through right. the classifieds, and I someone see. says I need work, and I'd be there. I see. Yeah. So you worked for six years as an yeah. illustrator. Mm -hmm. And Maybe then I also worked at. Uh, the same nuclear weapons plant that my dad did. He was long since retired and I went in as an illustrator. So I oh, worked on technical illustrations. And what, what kind of illustrations would you do? Pictures of bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I blow ups, you know, blow up illustrations, you know, the blown apart explosive views and things. Yeah. Interesting. But it wasn't, it wasn't exciting, but it was fun. It was, it was a puzzle. Yes. And we, you know, we didn't have the computers to do it. So it was done by hand. So how do you, when you're trying to show how a bomb explodes and you don't have computers, I guess you go to books and things like that to see yeah. what it would look like. Yeah, and you, and you have parts and pieces in front of you and you take them apart. Oh, interesting. And you draw them. Explosive views, like that's what you see in the the books and the magazines and uh -huh. the, the technical things. Yeah. So. Was, was part of you at that point going, God, there, there's some other things I would like to do with this? I mean, were you thinking of fine art at all? Or were you really no. just focused? I'm going to, I can do books and magazines and com different companies and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it was a, very similar to college where in my classes, they say in illustration class, you'd come in at the beginning of a project. And the only information you got was a phrase or a title. Mm. And you didn't even know who, you know, your pretend client was. Now you have to take that title and make it a campaign, which, mm -hmm. you know, was a lot of fun. So very similar to what I was doing later on. Yeah, that's creative. Yeah. Super creative. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but Dr. Judy, um, <laughs> I mean, Dr. <laughs> yeah. He, he just bowled you over, clearly. Did yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and and he was an introvert as well. He's probably worse than I was. I mean, he was downright shy. And the joke was, how do we ever meet? Because neither one of us would speak. Uh -huh. was... <laughs> uh -huh. Is that part of the? You think the attraction that you were both so shy? I you know I use the word shy. Yeah, I think it's more. It's not really reserved. That. It's not shy. It's not crippling. Because I'm an introvert and I'm not yeah. shy. No, it's all. not crippling at all. It's no. Just, I'm 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 cool with alone. Is just fine. Yeah. And what does he like to do alone? Uh. Well, work has been pretty much it for him. Yeah. Um, getting through vet school. He's from Kansas. Yeah. He put himself through vet school, working as a feedlot cowboy and. Rodeo. What kind of cowboy? Feedlot. Okay, I know what that is. Yeah, and um, so he did that all the way through college and part of that school when he would be home and then he'd make tuition money by uh saddle bronc riding so, wow yeah so he was good at that clearly very good yeah 
and school wasn't as expensive then as it is now either. So he would go and enter. He was do rodeo. Mm -hmm. He had rodeo. And he was rode. that in college or was mm -hmm. that? Yeah, in college. Yeah. Because once he graduated from vet school, he hit the ground running. He packed up his truck, and then one day he was in Colorado with a hospital that had offered him a job right away, yes. and he didn't stop working. He and worked. Did he do just the rodeo when he was in college and it was strictly, it was strictly for the money? It was strictly for money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. To feed himself and to pay tuition and books. Yeah, oh, he sounds like an interesting guy. Very, yeah. <laughs> now he's roping again though, so that's He's that's roping good. again? Is yeah, he now retired? he has fine rope. He's retired now? No, no, it's just, it's, it's different here in a rural area when, then, in Boulder, where we had a full-time hospital, which was, you had other veterinarians working underneath you, surgeons, technicians, right, all that stuff. So it just never stopped. But here, he can kind of set his own hours and uh, do weekends and things. And he's mainly a big animal vet? Just horses. Strictly horses, nothing Strictly else. Strictly horses, nothing else. He'll well, do... He'll do cattle for neighbors and things, but for the yeah. most part, it's just horses. That was the connecting bond too, I would think somewhat, is the horses for you, both of you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. He was rodeo and I was dressage, if you're familiar with that. Uh-huh, I do. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. did you compete as well? I did. I did. Yeah. And I trained riders and horses. We bred sport horses. So we bred the kind of horses that I would use and then, uh, you know, sold them and read more and sold them and yep that was my life so it was there wasn't a lot of time for art and I really didn't even enter my mind yeah you your your mind had flipped and now you're an entrepreneur for one thing really right because mm -hmm. always being self-employed yeah yeah you're built you're raising horses mm -hmm. a specific kind of thing and those are not inexpensive animals no <laughs> <laughs> And then you start raising kids, right? You have two kids, yep. right? Two children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So art just kind of went to the side. Right. Other than helping my kids with their art projects and things for school. Right. Yep. And when you would do that, was there like ever like this pain of like, I know I can do this and this is what I trained for? No. Nope. You were, no. You were all in. You were just in. I was all in. Yeah. Because... Breeding the the sport horses and training up to Grand Prix is it's an art form in itself. So it was felt the same. Yeah, I get it. So I, totally was, get it. Yeah. I wasn't like you were fulfilled creatively. Yeah, it was just, it was the same idea. Yeah, and so how long did you do that? Well, first of all, did you move from when did you move to Crawford? Mm, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, and before that, you were still back up in that. The Boulder, Boulder area. Mm -hmm. yeah, I see. Boulder. Mm -hmm. yeah. So six years ago, why did you move to Crawford? <laughs> kind of funny is that my daughter graduated from college. She was our youngest. Yeah. So she was off the payroll, as my husband would say. Yeah. And um, we were out in our front yard doing yard work and our, our facility, our farm and hospital were connected. And one of the clients drove up and she's a realtor. And my husband, it's hot. Tired, tired of, you know, it was just a long Saturday afternoon mowing the lawns and whatever. And he says, uh, Larissa, sell this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. not going to say what he called it. He goes, and she just laughed. But to her credit, she showed up the next day with contracts. 
<laughs> and we kind of went, oh, crap. Yeah. We, we assumed we'd be there forever, you know, because it's not it's not a little bit of money. Right. And you're it, it's a big investment, time and, and everything, and not exactly something that everybody in the world is going to want to buy. Right. So, you know, she shows up with it, and we kind of look at each other, and we're like, oh, heck, let's try. So. Right. We figured the house would sell first. It was two separate properties, but it was the farm that sold first. So now we're like, oh, crap, no income. <laughs> and then uh, we bought an RV, traveled the state, found something we thought was beautiful and planted it. I see. And so your kids were gone. It was yep. time for you to do whatever you wanted. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, to tell you how much my husband worked, our only vacation together was our honeymoon. We'd never gone anywhere. He'd wow. never taken a day off. Yeah. Yeah. That's so not, that's 30 that's some not, years. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I understand no. it, but it's not good. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we came here and we actually bought 40 acres of Joe Cocker's Mad Dog Ranch. Oh, interesting. A few months after he died, we bought it from his widow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember hearing him sing once in Aspen, actually. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so when you bought that, so you got rid of your ranch, your farm, the ranch and a farm, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you had all these horses too, right? Right. And so what did you do with all the horses? Are they coming to, with you to Crawford or did you said, no, we're going to make a clean sweep here? No, all those horses by that time of uh, five years prior to, it became more lucrative to sell the horses, keep them in training. And so they actually made income, but I didn't have to own them does that make sense yeah it does yeah so i had no actual livestock myself it was just the training and teaching yeah but you're going to lose all that income when you go to crawford right yeah right so um just just before that like when i said my my daughter gets off the payroll then i go right. to an art store I'm like i'm gonna go pick up some paints and a brush and see if i still know how to do this so mm. i i that did and that was, was years, that was six years ago. Yeah, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, it was fun. And I kind of built up a little pile of paintings that I was, I liked. And a friend goes, oh, well, I'll represent you. I'll take it around to galleries. So that didn't work. Because um, that's just <laughs> not how it's done. Just so walking <laughs> off the street. So I'm like, okay, well, I have the internet. I have Southwest Art Magazine. I flip through it, see some galleries that I think might fit. Right. be interesting so i email them didn't hear anything for a few weeks um after about four weeks i guess i get a phone call from a gallery in basalt just outside of aspen very nice gallery and she said that we'd like to represent you we'd like to see some of your work in person and i'm like i can be there tomorrow you know it's a six hour drive no problem i said how many pieces would you like to see she says oh just a couple i brought a trailer yeah well over 25 30 pieces that's a smart move by the way to do that really well it worked they took them yeah. all yeah and i turned i left them there they gave me some insights as to pricing because i had no idea i did not know what i was doing but they were right. very helpful and fair and i'm still with them um but i drove home i get about 15 minutes from home six hour drive i get a phone call i'm like oh crap it's them they fired me already, <laughs> but they just want to let me know they sold two pieces off the floor before they gave, got them home. Wow. Yeah. And then it just took off from there. Was, yeah, what does that feel like? What did that feel like to you for that, when they said that? 
just kind of surreal. Like this can, this is actually happen and I better enjoy it. It's probably going to be the only time this ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. You were thinking you're, you're faking it, right? I'm a faker, yeah. right? Yeah, I can't possibly, I don't know what I'm doing. This cannot possibly work, but they call that the, they call that imposter syndrome. Did you know that there's an actual name for it? Well, I still feel it. <laughs> yeah, no, most people, yeah, there's a lot of great actresses and actors and things that, you know, Oscar winners, and they feel like, you know, that people are going to find out they can't really act, but of course they can, they but, can. but they, it's just how they feel. So yeah. I would think some of that comes from the fact that it's been a while that you had a break, this long-term break, and then it's hard to imagine you come in and all of a sudden you hit it, but it was there all the time. You just right. put it to so aside. And it's kind of nice that I didn't start it when I was younger because you learn a lot about life, just living your life. So I wasn't coming in at my early 20s. I already had an idea how businesses worked. Right. I had to speak to people, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I had to do it, you know, in my other job. So I wasn't so green coming in. Yeah. Know. And you can also take, I think, uh, um, disappointment easier too. Yeah. You know, you know you're more yeah, willing. It's not a fail. defeat, just a stumbling block. Right. Yeah. Cause you've gone through defeats. You've already lived life. You've already mm -hmm. raised kids. You've yeah. Horses come and go. You've learned all the Right. The hard kicks, literally, okay. in some cases. You've, you've taken the hard knocks, right? Yeah. And that's not the end of the world. Right. And sometimes it's just one person's opinion. I don't have to take it. Right. What did your husband think about what you were doing? Um, He thought it was really cool. Knows nothing about it. Um, but very supportive. And it was one of the reasons we were able to move is I all of a sudden had a steady income from the art. And, you know, when we didn't have near the expenses, yes. so coming here made it, you know, it was a fresh start, but with a history, you know, again, gotcha. we had, we had an understanding, we had a solid grounding and we weren't starting fresh, maybe in a new place, but we weren't babies. Right. And did you at all start doing the teaching for horses at all when you were in Crawford or did you just say, no, that's it? occasionally uh, someone will ask for help and yeah I'll give some advice but no I it's no I'm done yeah so the last seven to eight years you've been a full-time painter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the only horses I ride are my husband's roping horses uh-huh is that for I, fun for fun and and to keep them tuned up yeah does he still ro and he's roping now he's roping yeah yeah, but so. he he's not fond of getting on and, and getting the bucks out of one of them or, you know, getting a little hitch out of a, you know, an <laughs> attitude. So that's my job. I like really? it. Yeah. Your job is to get on there and to and to break them a little. Yeah. Keep them tuned up so that he doesn't have to. Oh. So why, why do you like that? It seems dangerous. Um, I, I guess it could be, but it's not as wild and woolly as you think it's. It, there, it, there's a creative process to it and an understanding of each particular animal. Yes. So that must just, be the creative part you like about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part I'd never want to walk away from. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you, you know, I'm not a horse person, but I've always been drawn to horses. Mm -hmm. What is it about horses that 
I have no idea, but yeah. It's real, Ever right? Since I was little, it's, right? Yeah, it's, there's nothing like them. Yeah, they have something. My mm -hmm. parents literally wouldn't let me, they'd always have to distract me if we went by horses because I'd want them to stop and, you know, get out and feed them or whatever. And I've always avoided going in with horses because I thought that I would immediately be just completely hooked in that oh, if, if you're already feeling that, yeah, you're hooked. Come visit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, felt, I felt that way my whole life. So that's why I've kind of not. <laughs> yeah, you, you might be in trouble. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought I, I, that was what I felt like. <laughs> so when you start up again as an artist, what did you decide to paint, you know, and what kind of media did you want to use? I mean, because that's, you know, it's been a while. You've gone from complete illustration, mm -hmm. technical stuff to now what? So what, what did you decide to do and, and what did you use? Um, I went to acrylics just because people were saying, oh, they're so much easier and they dry faster and you right. know, this and that. And yeah, it was fun. But oils, I did some oils in college and I wanted to get back to it. It just seemed more real, more sophisticated uh -huh. and a challenge. Um, the oils. Mm -hmm. Yes. I didn't find them to be a challenge, but I found them to be absolutely wonderful. I mm -hmm. did not struggle with it. Mm. It just was a perfect fit. And so and what I, subject matter did you, I mean, I, we know, we know where this is probably headed, but <laughs> <laughs> what subject matter did you go? Okay. I'm going to paint like this, or I'm going to try this. Um, I, it was obviously painting horses because that's what I knew inside and out, obviously. Right. But right. Um, I, I didn't I didn't have a style. Yeah. Well, sort of did. Actually, that, that actually got me in trouble my freshman year in college. I had a roommate who was also an art major and we had a very simple project to do. We had to draw an item five different times times in five different styles mm. just small 10 by 10 type thumbnail things right for whatever reason she was struggling it when she was coming down to the wire i'm like i'll do it for you finish mine did hers she got an a yeah and i got an f and then i got pulled out by the instructor afterwards and she he said if you ever do that again yeah that's it and, <laughs> and i said how did you know he goes you have a style. I'm like, how do I have a style? I was 18 years old, but yeah, that, yeah, that stuck with me forever. You know, yeah. that was cheating. Uh -huh. <laughs> I got caught. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Well, though you were trying to help somebody. Right. We'll say that. And it probably <laughs> came easy for you and you didn't think it was a big deal and kind of, I didn't think it was a big deal at all. I was just trying to get her out of a bind. Yeah. But. That's funny. And so when that you start, painting this clearly still in your head this moment uh -huh. of you have a style so uh -huh. did you try to focus in and go okay i know i have innately i have a style i've always had it you know what how what do i do with that i fought it actually mm -hmm. i didn't want that style because that looked like me and i wanted to be better than me mm. so i tried to be more representational like you know look in any art history book or go to right. any gallery and I, I was just so impressed with that but that it I would start that way and it always go off you know it veer you off wanted, to, you wanted to be tighter like very, yeah I wanted yeah. to be tighter and and I just wanted to be like the big boys 
Right. Frederick Remington or whatever. Right. Yes. Right. Very mm -hmm. tight. But you found that being looser really was who you were. Yeah. And I just decided why fight it. Right. So I well, stopped also, it. also, you can, I think you can show in some respects movement a lot better and a lot more succinctly when you're, when you're looser personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, things that I found difficult to paint, I found that if I, didn't like like if it were a figure or you know, something mechanical if I didn't if I if, if I broke it down into just shapes I didn't get I don't know how to say this I was able to to solve the problem mm. I didn't get uh intimidated by the subject I just I took turned the subject into a puzzle very much like when I was doing the explosive views of the right the machined parts right yeah it became it became a problem to solve rather than something that was intimidating and i wasn't going to succeed mm. and what do you think has helped you the most to go forward i mean clearly you're have made great strides because i'm going to show you in a show that we're having we'll talk about that in a little bit you know, mm. you're be in, a, in a group show that i'm having but what do you think it is that propelled you to get right in the saddle so to speak did you work with any other artists or ha have any mentors or you just said i'm going for it this is it i just have to paint 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 right that's exactly how i did the the dressage training is i did it on my own i would save my money get an airline ticket fly to a show on the east coast or west coast where the olympians were showing and training mm -hmm. and i'd sit on the rail and listen to the coaches talk to the writers yes. warming them up for their classes and things and that's right. so i and, and then for the art i would go to a gallery i'd pick a gallery or a museum show and just go and look again i'm not good at asking for help so i just figured i would clean as much as i can from either eavesdropping or absorbing it visually right. And that, that's how I've always done everything. And did you go on the internet and use any videos or anything like that? Nope. Still nope. haven't done that. Mm -mm. Yours is the first podcast I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's, I just got Starlink, so <laughs> now I have it. Yeah, you now just, I have my fingertips. You so. just got the internet. Just, just right. like, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And so when you would go to these openings, gallery openings, what were you hoping to learn? Were you hoping to learn the, the, the business of art? Or were you hoping to pick up something imagery-wise and see things? Because as an artist, you can look at a painting and see how it's laid down, and you, mm. you, know, you can tell things just by looking at it that others can't. Uh, yeah, technique was something I'd look for. But uh, what I found was inspiration of how a painting struck me emotionally, mm. uh, either overwhelmed because of its incredible beauty or its light or choose of color, or just the boldness of the strokes. Not necessarily was it technically, you know, yeah. great, but I, I can say one instance, my daughter, she went to Leeds School of Business at CU for marketing, and she had to, and for whatever reason, she loved art history and got a minor in that. Um, but she had to do a project at the Denver Art Museum, had some architect that she had to go see the work. So I said, I'll go down with you. So she went to look at the architectural 
show. And I just started wandering around while they had the show that was just closing up of the Taos Society, which I had never seen in person. Oh, wow. I thought I was going to cry. Oh, yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I haven't even touched the surface of what can be done. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. It, it might only be a two minute reflection, but it stays with me forever. And it kind of prods you on, on to try new things and explore. Yeah, that's a hard one to see as as a big one when you're just going into it because they're so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd seen it in magazines and I'd seen them in books yeah. and catalogs. You can't begin to describe. Yeah, no, a great bloom and shine or duck yeah. or Higgins. All those are just insane. Yeah, yeah I've, I just my head was spinning, just uh, absolutely spinning. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to this galley. They immediately start selling your work. And then, mm -hmm. so what do you do as a business? You go, okay, this is at some point fairly quickly, you realize I've got whatever that is that they want. I'm selling, mm -hmm. you know, do you go reach out to other galleries or do they start reaching out to you? They started or you reaching know? out to me because yeah. I figured one, one is good. I'm cool. Yeah. You know, but no, they reached out to me and I thought, and I did make a mistake. I accepted pretty much any gallery that was interested. Yeah. And it wasn't that I couldn't produce the work, but I did realize that not all galleries are the same. Right. And they're not always a great fit. Yeah. So. And what, I, makes, what makes them not a great fit? I mean, I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Um, communication is a big thing. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, and I, it was, I think the gallery has to, be the I have to reach out to work with the gallery, but I I think I feel that they need to reach out to me too. Again, it's a communication. I feel that there's a relationship and there's a fairness. Yeah. I mean, the one the galleries that didn't work out were not in it as a partnership, and it was quite obvious. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they looked at you I think as a product. A product. Yeah. And that that doesn't always no. No, maybe if I were 22, 23 and doing it, you betcha. But mm -mm, no. I'm a grown up now. <laughs> yeah. Not even as 22, 23. You should, it I mean, shouldn't happen. No, no. It should be a no-go. Right. I'm afraid a lot of galleries are just like that. It's yeah. You know, it's strictly a business. That's okay, I guess. You know, yeah. but well, these were these were galleries that were they're very well known. Yeah. I, would, I would never say anything against them. I will just keep it in the back of my head that's a no-go yeah got it yeah i understand it and so you galleries kept reaching out because you have a lot of galleries on your website mm -hmm. um and uh do you want to give you well, why don't you give your website while you're here so people can go to your website okay it's peggyjudyfineart.com yeah did you decide did you ever think about so you, it's peggyjudyfineart.com do you ever think about going ahead and buying judy peggy because <laughs> i'm no. sure people must flip that on a oh, constantly place. yeah constantly right? yeah i mean it's just uh what was what was your maiden name roth peggy roth, roth. yeah mm -hmm. so you went from peggy yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny um and and I found your work on Instagram, I think is how I found mm -hmm. it. In fact, I know it is. So we'll talk about what I'm doing, which is rare because I don't really, these aren't about me. 
but we're doing a rodeo show, Rodeo de Tucson, to coincide with the 98 event of the rodeo here in Tucson, which is a big deal. I mean, it's a we're probably the largest city in America and probably the only one that shuts down the school systems for a week just to do the rodeo, right? It's you know, We yeah. don't have spring break. We have rodeo week. And I've always been fascinated with the rodeo. I like rodeo. I like to watch it and uh, I really enjoy it. And some of my artists actually were rodeo people too. And I just thought, that'd be great to do a show that's just dedicated to the rodeo, but the whole gamut, not just really tight and all that, but, you know, very modern things too. I mean, the inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. And I found your work. Uh, So this is in my mind. I'm looking for these kind of, individuals because it's not just my artists because you know i have great artists but there's also other people that really have something that can add to the dialogue and i saw your work oh yeah that's something that's different and unique and i really like it um and it just struck me and it was like i'm definitely going to reach out to this person and see if maybe they can get me some work for the show and hopefully you're going to come down right for the show too i am February third. Yep, <laughs> it's on my calendar. You are, you'll be hidden in a corner. I know. <laughs> <to> your artwork. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everybody: go talk to her. She oh, loves thanks. to talk. She loves to meet people. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be that mean. I promise. Uh, uh, sometimes I need to prod. <laughs> yeah. So, but that is, you know, uh, and we'll put some image imagery up on the video part of this podcast. So I know this is the first podcast you've listened to, but we do it video as well as audio. So oh. we'll put some of the images like the one behind you, which we can only see the legs, but you know, it's that this, there's, there's definitely, you know, it makes sense now, you know, why it would resonate so well with me is that a, you found your, you went to your style, your inner voice mm-hmm. right? and B, you know, horses, you know, yeah. rodeo too. Yeah. Intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think yeah. those are critically important when you're going to do painting? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to, you have to understand it. Um, whether it's historical or what I see, you know, on a daily basis here, um, going to the ranch, the brandings and the weanings and all that. And it's, it's, it's hot or it's freezing cold. It's dusty. It's dirty. It's loud. Um, it's violent, it's dangerous, it's beautiful. Yeah. And so I, I I want to put that out there. I want to show the world that it still exists, not just in history books. Right. Yeah, that's real. It's yeah, it's real. real. I mean, <laughs> these people that are putting their lives on the line in, in the nitty gritty world of ranching are feeding the world and that's forgotten. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important thing to make people realize. Or at least give them the opportunity to, you know. Yeah, so learn. it's a true American culture. Right, and it's not gone. It's still here. No, it's a, the, I have a couple artists that are like that. Jan Mapes also. Mm-hmm. I know Jan. Yeah, mm-hmm. she would be. Yeah, and how did you meet Jan? Just curious. Just, just Birds of a feather. Through yeah. What? Just through the art galleries. Yeah. She, she also is at one of the galleries that represents me. The one in Basalt, the Coral Logos Gallery. Yeah, and. You know, have you found it difficult at, at all as far as just being a woman artist in the Western field? Does that seem with two two women's name as your? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, honestly, no, I, getting, no getting out the <laughs> fact that you're 
a female <laughs> artist, right? Right. Um, honestly, I didn't give it much thought until some of the, you know, you look into some of the bigger shows just to see what's going on and you, you know, run through the list of artists. And it, then it kind of dawned on me that there's only a handful of women you know, scattered around on those lists. And I just, I just kind of wondered why are women not involved in Western art or is there another reason? And I don't know. I don't know, but it, there's definitely something missing. And then and when you do look into some of the statistics historically, you know, women aren't paid as much and they're not as involved, Yeah, but it may be just, that women weren't in the art field. I mean, they had families to raise and yeah. things like that. So yeah. maybe there's something to it, but. Oh, there, there, there is. I'm sure there is something to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you look at it, I, I, I ask these questions because I do think there is something there. And so, uh, you know, I think that <laughs> having dialogues like this are good so the world can go, oh yeah, maybe we, you know, should look at other people too not just you know men but it should be yeah i always think it should be like the voice really and i think you know just your chairs are turned around you can't see who the individual is you just have to look at the artwork and the artwork should really be what's propelling you to going ah so you know, yeah absolutely mm -hmm. i think it would have been a very easy for me to do this rodeo show and just you know get a lot of there's a lot of rodeo guys that are painting rodeo stuff there and and exclude the other half so right i could see that happening and, and especially right. if you have any biases you know just biases that you don't even know about these are biases that you don't think about right they're just mm -hmm. like oh you know it's rodeo men you know they right. kind of go hand to hand well guess what <laughs> yeah your husband who broke who uh, rode Broncos mm -hmm. money lets his wife do the breaking of the horses now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. So yeah. I mean, I think you understand a thing or two about that. So yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And it's clearly it clear again, it clearly shows in your work. And I'm excited to have your work uh in this show. I think it's going to be a, a great addition. And not only that, but just to, to get to meet you in person. So where's your road from here, right? Okay, you've been doing this now for eight years. You've become very successful. You're in a, numerous galleries and uh, you have a good, looks like probably a lot of people on, on Instagram that follow you as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, how did you build that up, by the way? You had quite a few followers, I think, right? Yeah, almost 20,000. Yeah, that's a lot, actually. That's a lot. Um, I, I Communication again. I guess. And then, and uh, what I have found, I teach a few workshops a year ah. just because I like to teach and it's, I'm not teaching writing anymore. So, right. and I do like to teach. What I found was the students come in almost hesitant because everything's a secret. I have no secrets. I mean, right. I will spill my guts and tell you how to do it, tell what I did, how I screwed things up, where it was successful, where it wasn't. And because everyone's going to have their own voice. You can mm -hmm. take everything I teach you and you make it your own. So, you know, I, I want to teach more a little, you know, to a point. Um, and I want to, uh, I just, I want to challenge myself. I want to get bigger pieces. Um, 
they're harder to get to the galleries, but you know. Yeah, give those to me, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I just, I want to I want to stretch. Yeah. Be a um, little braver. I think you should also have your husband video you when you're out there on one of those horses that you're breaking. <laughs> Put it on well, Instagram. <laughs> they're they're past bucking too much now. Uh, we've got one we call Bucky because that's what he'll do when you first step up. Oh gosh. But as a rain, uh, heading horse for my husband, he's a machine. Once he gets those few little bucks out of him. Yeah, he's probably a horse whisperer, I'm sure. Yeah. He has to be. I mean, yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah, he knows everything about a horse, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. as, as you mm -hmm. do too. You know, it's just like any animal if you I feel that way around round rattlesnakes, which is, I just feel very comfortable around them. And other people would be, that seems weird, but I know, <laughs> I know their behavior. I know how they act. I'm not afraid. And they're so, there. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot with horses, isn't it? The fact if they can feel the fear in you. That oh, that's they definitely smell it. That is, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I would think so. I would think. Yeah, the if, pheromones you put off freak them out. So if you're nervous, they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. What's around the corner? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the same for humans. We just don't realize it. Wouldn't surprise me. Maybe. But... Yeah. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or say or anything else you got upcoming besides the Tucson Day Rodeo in February? Oh, you have a show. Uh, you have a show that you did. Right? I, I just finished, yeah, month at the um, AR Mitchell Museum in Trinidad. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Is it down now? Is it not there anymore? I think it's still up, but the, the show is over. It's a huge museum, so my work is still up until I go pick it up. Oh, nice. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about that. So that's in that's a this unknown but amazingly cool museum that's in Trinidad, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's A.R. Mitchell. That, if you're aware of his work. Yeah, he was an illustrator. A, an illustrator that did the the... Penny Magazine covers the weekly, like yep. the weekly Western novels. He did those covers. And of all the zillions of paintings he made, uh, he either sold or gave away less than 15. So all of them are still at the museum. Mm. Yeah, he saved everything and he, he has a lot. And uh, in the basement of the museum, all his photographs, sketches are all being archived right now. Wow. So a lot of the work, a lot of the rodeo pictures I'm doing right now are um, the museum has allowed me to use them as reference. That's cool. And how did you, how did they find out about you to go, I want to do a show with you? Oh, uh, they just contacted me a few months ago. Well, maybe six months ago and asked if I'd be interested. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I jump I mean, on everything. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, Why a, not? that's a big deal. That's a, it was a one person <laughs> show, right? Yeah, it's a solo show. Yeah, mm -hmm. in, a, in a museum that has really good art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good art. That must yeah, have kind of blown I, I, you away a little bit, didn't it? When you go, yeah, okay. it's um uh, the the curator of the museum, the director of the museum, Allison Shoemaker. When I when I contacted her to tell her, yeah, I'd be thrilled. She said, "Well, I met you on Instagram. I'm one of your original followers." So there's that Instagram thing. Isn't that amazing? It's really yeah. interesting how it changes the dynamic. Yeah, and the communication you do through it, um, just in posting, like in progress work, people love in progress work because then they ask questions and then you can develop a dialogue with them. Mm -hmm. and 
and they follow along and then they're curious. What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do the next day? So it, that's how it grows. I know nothing about social media, but that has worked for me. And do you post every day? I try to. Yeah. And let's get your Instagram account here so we can grow it some more. Uh, Peggy, Peggy Judy Fine Art. It's the, okay. The same. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I think that's maybe a great takeaway from this, you know, uh, talk, not only, of course, about your life, which is amazing, but just that how important social media can really be. Yeah, it gets bad mouthed a lot, but I think it's being used incorrectly. Yeah. You know, don't don't post your personal stuff on there, but post educational things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a museum, a, a retrospective in a museum because of it. And, you know, not that I might not have found you somewhere else, but I mean, I found you on Instagram and people who are professionals in the art world and who can, I mean, you know, I feel like I can look at a piece of art on a digital component and go, wow, I can see everything I need to see. I don't have to see the painting in person. I can right. look at all what you've done, you know, and go, wow, there's something that person has a unique voice. I That's different than what I've seen. And um, so, and, yeah. And, and it, work sells off of it we're, we're there's a generation out there now that's never seen art in person and does it just online yes and they're very willing to buy art yeah and, and it's always nice when they get the piece and they call me or write to me and they go oh my god i had no idea it looks so much different in person better but yeah i mean they're they're used to seeing things digitally not in yes. their life yeah that's right but that's a generation that so. you yeah. So did I take you away from painting today? This oh, time? no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I try to paint. Well, I try not to paint too much because I can definitely get lost, but I paint 68 hours every day. Yeah. And you can go longer. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I got it. See, that's that that's that love of what yeah. you're doing. When you can go away and just do it for 10, 12 hours nonstop. You know, especially as we get older, that's, that, I mean, that just says, you know, I'm all in baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, it, in time just, it flies. I'm like, <laughs> oh crap. I have to fix dinner. I have to feed the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I don't think you're going to be still going on that many more vacations with your husband. No, I talked him into going to Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But you <laughs> know what? I mean, yes, it is a vacation, but at the same time, you know, it's an art thing. You're doing what you're doing, you know, just, yeah. you know, it's the same thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's yep. okay. You'll get to meet lots of unique and interesting uh, artists and, uh, and I'm looking and, forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. All yeah. right. So any other last words before we call it a day, Peggy, was it fun for you? This is your first podcast you've seen and or listened to, I guess, or, or well, done. I've seen a few of yours, but that's it. Yeah. This yeah. is my first one. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I nothing. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I can understand. It's like, you don't know what's coming. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you might have a little idea if you listen to some of them, but you, it, I'm sure it is a little bit intimidating, but definitely, you know, as you have said, you've lived a life, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and this isn't, this is easy compared to shoeing a horse or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I look forward to receiving the paintings for our show. And I look forward to seeing you as well in person and your husband. I'd like to meet him. He sounds like a very interesting man. 
well. he is he's a piece of work let me tell you yeah well <laughs> you clearly fell in love and got after 11 days that's 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 yeah. that's, that's that's true love for it sure is. How, many, how many years now 30 what almost 35 yeah good for you congratulations yeah. All right. We will look for you soon. Thank you for taking the time and uh, I'll let you know when this comes out. All right. Thank you very All much. Right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Peggy Judy. Thank you.